Thanks to our Patreon supporters, Claire G, Carson C, Jacqueline M, Matt J, James P, and Michael. If you like our podcast and would like to support it, you can do it at patreon.com slash whatweremember. Get exclusive episodes that you can only get on Patreon. Thanks. For some reason, I leaned into the microphone when I didn't have the record button hit. Just habit. It's, it's that, it's it that feels, Sister feels Act good. 2 back in the habit. It feels good. You feels good. Ooh. Mm. <clears throat> Ooh. Ooh. Ah. Ooh. Baby, Ooh. baby. Ooh. 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 <laughs> That's it. That was it. Andy, uh, Andy Huber's not much for improv. I was, I was not. He just was, gets enthralled. So he like becomes part I of the do, audience. I, I want to see where it's like, going. Yeah, like, I do. Yeah, I like, really do. Like we're, we're an improv troupe that goes onto the stage, and then he for some reason walks into the audience and just watches us. I'm yeah. the, I'm the only person laughing. I'm the only person that gets to enjoy any of like the visual jokes that we make on this <laughs> this podcast, you know. Uh, and so you know, then sometimes I just I just want to you know take a step back mm-hmm. and not be associated with you two because you embarrass me. You embarrass me. My name is Bradley Jones. I'm Andrew Moldenhauer. And I'm Andy Hubert. And this is not a movie review podcast, but a podcast where we try to remember what happened in a movie we haven't seen in a very, very long time. This is what we remember about Trading Places. Were there two or three bad guys in Home Alone? And who was that forgetful fish in Finding Nemo? Join us as we're watching films. See what we remember and what memories we kill. Let's start the show. Here we go. This is what we remember. <laughs> I was trying to do a Christmassy thing. I don't know. It was good. It was good. <laughs> I like the high pitch singing. We'll bust out our Christmas uh, Christmas cover. <laughs> Your Christmas covers? What is that? Like a Santa Claus sheet that you have? <laughs> no, it's just me singing Christmas songs. It's a dead reindeer hide that you drape yes. over your bed during this Christmas. This is my time. cover. This is my Christmas cover. <laughs> what are you trying to cover up? <laughs> What's under there? Dead elves? Whoa, hey, hey, hey. What's Calm going down on over there? there? I don't know. <laughs> We're here to talk about trading places. Let's do it. All right. So, Andy, what's... Is this, um... Is this... Is this, uh... <laughs> it's got Dan Aykroyd in yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. It's got... Danny Aykroyd Vito. <laughs> <laughs> and Edwin Murphy. <laughs> Edwin Ed- 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 Murphy. Murphus. Okay. <laughs> Um, Jamie Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Is Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh yeah. Is oh, oh Jamie yeah. Lee Curtains. Mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtains. And then two old people. Yeah, the the two Muppets. <laughs> the two Muppets. From... Yeah. <laughs> Statler and Waldorf are <laughs> in this They're movie. Both in this Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> Well, that one guy played uh, Chance, or not Chance, the rapper, on uh, no, <laughs> Shadow in Homeward Bound. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, it was mm-hmm. Donamichi. Don. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never forget that name now. <laughs> and I don't know who the other guy is, but they're definitely Stanley and Waldorf. And... But I was going to say, this movie is directed by the guy that did Blues Brothers and Animal House. With John. John. Ham. John. It's John, John Ham. John, uh, mm, 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 mm. John Waters. <laughs> Maybe his name's not John. 
John Landis. John Landis. <laughs> there it is. American Werewolf in London. Did you just say that? I didn't say that one, but oh. he did that as well. Yeah. I like his films. Mm-hmm. Blues, Blues Brothers. You like Beverly Hills Cop 3? Yeah. Do you do that one? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I liked it as a kid. It's goofy as F, but... I, I don't even know if I saw that one. Oh, it's so I, silly. I think that's the first one I saw, because I saw it when I was a kid as well. It doesn't make sense. It's yeah. like the Indiana Jones 4 of the Beverly Hills Cop world. It's like the <laughs> National Lampoon's Vacation. <laughs> it is. Of Beverly Hills. National Lampoon's Beverly yeah. Hills Cop. Yeah. <laughs> You can't do a serious movie in a theme park unless there's zombies in it. That's what that's what history has, <laughs> has told us. Yeah, that is borne out. Well, so Axel, has, what, to, Axel has to ride again. About Adventureland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, wait. Zombieland. Zombieland. Well, oh. There was also a movie. Uh, yeah, like around the same Adventure time. That happened like a thousand which, times. Yeah. Not to mention Nick Nor's Infinite Playlist again on this podcast, because it's always a sore... Never saw it. It's a sore spot for someone. I thought it was a sore spot for someone on no, this podcast. I like that movie. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> someone else in another podcast. <laughs> in another blue room. It's green now. With some green. <laughs> uh, what's the first scene in this movie, Brad? Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> wow, calling it I out. I think it's yeah, like a Wall Street, just like ticker, like marketplace thing going on. Because this movie is all about them. Stocks. It's all about the money. It's all yeah. about the money. Yeah. I mean, the cover of this stocks. movie, Eddie Murphy's just laying in a bed of money. That's Brewster's Millions. <laughs> Oh, Richard Pryor again. <laughs> That's that Robert I, got, Red- I got Richard Pryor again. <laughs> That's Indecent Proposal. That's the movie you're thinking of. Oh, no. <laughs> Indecent Proposal, that's also like Honeymoon in Vegas? It's a silly little film, but yeah, it's a lot like Honeymoon in Vegas. <laughs> Which is, how'd you pull that one out? Because I know that. I love Honeymoon in Vegas. Yeah. You like some Nicolas Cage? I do, and C- SJP's in that movie. And we SJP? got uh, Sir Jessica Parker. Oh, come yep, on, come yep, on, girl, yep, yep, keep yep. up, bro. Come on, girl. And then the other ones, Demi Moore, uh-huh. Robbie Reddy, Robert Redford, and Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. And then the other one is what James Con. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Same freaking movie. I like it. I like both. <laughs> of, I, I, I well, this, the, 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 so I mean, Honeymoon in Vegas is more entertaining. The plot line of a decent exposure shouldn't be a movie. It should just be like an idea that never got made into a movie. Because it's yeah. like, oh, that's a fun idea. For an hour and a half, we're going to watch that? Yeah, yeah. No. That's a good point. No. <laughs> Honeymoon in Vegas one is thing good. That, happens. that is a good movie. He like he, he parachutes from a plane dressed as Elvis at the end, doesn't he? Are we doing that movie instead now? <laughs> <laughs> is there any humor in seeing yeah, that? I, mean, I was trying to hijack the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Just like how the two old men try to hijack the stock market. They do. In trading places. Pulling it back. <laughs> okay, so you said the first scene is on Wall Street. I think the Probably, first scene is Dan the, Aykroyd at work. Yeah. yeah it's being, just like the market happening. Being a stock trader, broker. Yeah. Genius. He's such a flat character. I remember he's, he's just He's pretentious. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's oh, a yeah. Richie Rich. He's a high class rich guy. And he just wants he's to a, get to the top. Mm-hmm. He's a Richie Rich grew up. And be, it was still the same old snotty yep. little prissy kid. He's being like, either he's like the son of the guy that owns the place, or he's being groomed to be like dating the... dating somebody no, that might be important. He just feels like he's being, I don't even know, he might be being groomed, but I think he just feels like he's being groomed to be the next, like, I think... The next big corporate guy. One of the guy. big, like, when they call him in 
to their office for something like after they decide to mess with him like he thinks they're about to make him a partner mm-hmm. i think at the firm right um and and then it turns out that that is not the case just like in the firm <laughs> yeah let's talk about so the in the firm <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about every movie that isn't this movie yeah in this <laughs> there's nothing really that like these these two older guys yep they just like to play games mm-hmm. yeah they have no motivation it's, they to compete do with each other on things and yep. and so they have this standard bet between the way they'll bet each other the stand you know the usual um and then like yeah make some crazy idea like and isn't it kind of because like they already they're they're so incredibly well wealthy. they're bored yeah they're bored they're yeah, exactly bored. yeah it's like those old so like, like the, have, uh, like crazy ross bets. perot skits they used to us know where you just like i'll pay you a thousand dollars to get on the ground and bark like a dog <laughs> uh, <laughs> or you're just bored so old and um haven't seen those <laughs> oh, <laughs> nobody has classic okay you made them up um so no yeah they the two of them are talking and in the bathroom one of them is basically I saying think. that anybody could do, run the company could do a better job yeah. than like could do any could do this job like it's sort of like this secret i think that you know anyone could do it maybe maybe i'm wrong though no 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 <laughs> i thought you were you, you like, I, that's what i feel off. like I and, and, well, one of them point. says that like yeah so it's uh, like i could find anybody off the street to do this job and the other one's like no way like that's that's no way anyone could ever do this and so that's how they come up with the wager mm-hmm. and i don't know how they pick so eddie murphy Dan is Aykroyd. I don't know how oh. they decide to choose him because as the guy he, to replace. Yeah, because he's just like he's in a, charge of a big part of the company. He has a stick up his butt. And yeah. They also I, don't I like they, him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think you're, yeah. They, they realize he has a stick up his butt, so they're like, let's just mess with him. Mm-hmm. But then they pick Eddie, Eddie Murphy, Murphy, who is, uh, he was like, he's a homeless man, I think. Mm-hmm. He's on the street a lot begging for money. He does a fake out where he's on like a little scooter. He doesn't have any legs and he's a war vet, but then he just stands up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, two cops come over and they lift him up mm-hmm. and then he's like... I can walk. I have legs. <laughs> and he started, he's like, I can't believe it. It's a miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're doing a Christmas movie for, I forgot to even say that. For Christmas. <laughs> this is our Christmas film. Yeah. So that was his uh, Christmas present. He has legs. Yes. And the, the cops just like tell him to buzz off or something like that. But yeah, he's yeah, always like right outside their... Their building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they roll up with like a limousine or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they yes. pick him up in a limo. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, you want, come hi, with us. You want to make some money or whatever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're called the Dukes. I'm remembering yes, that that's now. that's right. The Duke brothers. Mm-hmm. Dukes. Two brothers. And they tell him about like this job and they want to give him this position or whatever. He doesn't even realize like Dan Aykroyd is being shafted out of his job. Yes, he right. has no idea. There's a giant moment where like Dan Aykroyd's life just comes crumbling down around him. Yeah. All his friends like don't recognize him or don't know where he is. He tries to go home. His butler pretends like he never knew he existed. Mm-hmm. He just like all his bank money's gone. He's just like this poor schlub. Yeah, he becomes yeah. homeless essentially like, mm-hmm. immediately. It's like they trade places. Hmm. <laughs> oh, they should have called the movie something a little yeah, more. Yeah, switch them, switch them ups. It's, it's a switch. switch it's a old one two. Yeah, the, the one two switcheroo. One, two, switcheroo. <laughs> <laughs> we had the same thought. I just couldn't get it out quick enough. Yeah. It's like the old phonesy onesie twosie. You know? yeah. you gotta... <laughs> the one two switcheroo. The one, the one two, two switcheroo. switcheroo. So he even gets like Dan Aykroyd's house. Yep, he does. He and does. his butler. <laughs> and the butler. And the butler. And, who was a great guy. And the, and the butler likes him way more. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
So does this mean that like the company paid for Dan Aykroyd's house and I don't and I don't know. He's gonna have more if of a it's role. that the company could, or if it's just that they were the Duke brothers have so much power that they could just do, make this happen. Mm. I think it's a company house or apartment or loft. It could be, and I, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I think he has a higher position than we think he does mm. in this business, but he's not like he's not to their level. So yeah, so we see Dan Aykroyd's fall. Um, yes, and and he blames Eddie Murphy's character for this, right? Because he sees that, like them, you know, courting his character, and like Eddie Murphy like gets his house and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. he comes to the door knocking, and well, Eddie Murphy has a house full of like strippers, and just like there's naked ladies and drug dealers <laughs> happening like all over the place, and it's almost and he almost takes a step back out of it, like he realizes this is wrong and that's not what he should be doing anymore. Mm. He, like, shoes everyone out of the house. Yeah. And yeah. he has, like, this moment with the butler, like, like I'm, you know, sorry that this happened or whatever, and mm-hmm. blah, 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 Your friends seem to enjoy themselves, sir. I thought it was a great success. There wasn't no friends of mine, Coleman. It was a bunch of freeloaders treating my house like it was a goddamn zoo. Why don't you retire, sir, and I'll straighten up. You've got a big day ahead of you tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, I think I will, um, retire. Good night, Coleman. Thanks, man. Good night, sir. Dan Aykroyd, on his end, dresses up like a Santa Claus, gets crazy drunk. Yep. Goes to his, like... So he's in like a sorority, like well, that's not what it's called. Fraternity, mm-hmm. that's the one. Yeah, <laughs> it could be in a sorority. Yeah. Maybe they put him in one. He had a smoking hot girlfriend, probably named Babe. Babe with like a tennis kitty. sweater on. Yeah, Kitty, Bunny, mm-hmm. something like that. Everyone's wearing just like neon colored shirts and white pants with brown belts. And <laughs> Those he, damn brown <laughs> belts. <laughs> and he goes to like a one of their like dinner parties, belligerently. Mm-hmm. Belligerent? Dr- yeah. Yeah. Man, whatever. Drunk. <laughs> no, you're right. And makes a big scene. Yes. And he's, uh, there's this really dumb joke that always got stuck in my head. Like right before he gets to the party, one of the snotty little Chads or whatever. I'm going to call him Chad. That's a good, good name for a snooty rich guy. It's <laughs> yeah. good. He says, uh, there's a, he wanted to paint an S on his car so he could watch that S car go. I want a big S put on each door. A big S. And on top of the car, I want another big S, so everybody can see it. Oh, the salesman says, but what do you want that for? He says, well, you see, when I drive down the avenue, I want everybody to say, look at that S car go. See <laughs> <laughs> the S car go. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. fucking Chad! <laughs> wow. Goddamn Chad pretentious richie kid making a snail joke <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is the worst joke i've ever heard mm-hmm. now is that where he meets jamie lee curtis was she like an escort at this event or does he yeah he gets so drunk that jamie lee curtis ends up like picking him up off the street yeah so she's a prostitute oh. whoa she is a she's a lady of the night woman, andy she yes. is a lady of the she's night she's doing yes. what she can yes an escort an escort is I- that better I believe you even see her earlier in the movie, like on the side of the street or something like that. Mm, that could be. Yeah, she's got a so really, like, she's got a wig on. She's got mm-hmm. that, you know, that stripper outfit on. Not yeah. stripper, but, you know, lady of the I night wanna, outfit I, on. I think I want to paint an S on a court so I can see that S court go. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay, it did land. <laughs> it landed. We'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get there, buddy. We'll work it on that one. It just landed with a ding instead of a bang. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll take uh, it. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis takes him back to her place, and that's kind of where he s- survives for this movie. Um, you, you, you're burying the lead here, Andy. Am I? Yeah. She gets naked. Well, yeah. And <laughs> hugs up. On- <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and hugs oh, up on uh, yeah. Dan Aykroyd because he's uh he's sick. He's got a nasty, nasty cold. Mm. Oh, that is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But why does she? Why is she smitten with him? Why she does she want to help bad him? For him? Yeah, she, she just feels, feels bad for him. Yeah. yeah. I also think maybe he promises her money. Oh, I bet he does. And he's, she's like, "There's no way you have that money." It's like because he, 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 oh. she thinks he's lying about being rich and that his story's made up. Mm. Right, because I think. Isn't there a scene where he tries to pay her for sex and then she turns down the money, but like she doesn't want she didn't want the money or something like that? Well, I think near the end there's like a, there's definitely a scene where okay. he's like here's the yeah. well, here's the money I promised you at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. and she's like I don't want the money anymore. I just like you. And he's like, "Well, I'm rich now, so get away." Wow. Andy. <laughs> you gave me chills, Andy. <laughs> I thought you were saying that to me. <laughs> get away. <laughs> <laughs> I never want to see your face in no. this house again. <laughs> yeah, I Ooh. think that's like the big twist Ooh. at the end is when he, they're like, we're just in love now, though. Mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd? Yeah. yeah of oh, course. ship it. Hell yeah. Ship it. Ship it. <laughs> Have you guys been reading my, my fan fiction? Well, you keep on like coming to my house and making me read it in front of you, so yes. I'm so happy. Wait, are you telling me you, you're working on that damn Trading Places fan fiction <laughs> still? Andy of comes course. to my house with a gun dressed as a Santa Claus like Dan Aykroyd Routinely. does in this movie <laughs> and makes me read his fanfic. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only way he'll read it. And That's why you're not finishing it, because you're just showing up to bread <laughs> house to have him read the same stuff over and yeah, over. Yeah, you're not taking any of my notes. You're not making any changes. You haven't yeah. written I've reread anything. the same script for 10 years now. Guys, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> but I have a method. You have a tr- oh, we, oh, he's got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's his method. Oh, God. <laughs> so let's go to Eddie Murphy. There is a moment where Dan Aykroyd does like go to him with a gun, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. He does have a gun at some point. Mm-hmm. And I thought he gets, confronts Eddie Murphy with, with the gun. I think he does. I, I, maybe, right. I, don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what... I, I feel like you're right, but I don't know. Does he break into the house that Eddie Murphy's living at? It's his own house. Right. But yeah. Yeah. I think Not maybe. anymore, but... Right. It could be it. There's also a moment where Eddie Murphy finds out what the Dukes were doing. Yeah, so yes. he overhears they, them. The they have room. like they bring Eddie Murphy to the company and they like sit him in the giant boardroom where it's just them and they're... Like, the ticker tape is cranking away, uh, showing socks for the day, and the two of them are discussing what they want, what the trades they want to make, yes. and they talk about pork belly futures, and whether they should short pork bellies or not, and Eddie Murphy gives them his sage advice, which is that people love to buy pork bellies at Christmas, so you should definitely buy into pork bellies, and they do, and it actually makes them quite a bit of money. Mm, okay. Later on... Mm-hmm. Once he's like already established in this company, he is in the bathroom, and yes. he's in one of the stalls, and he overhears mm, them, them talking, talking about. Yeah. yeah, one of the dukes gives the other one a dollar because he like he proved them the wrong. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Anybody could do this job. The stand, right? Yeah. So the what problem was the, is they make the, the usual, yeah, the, the usual standard bet. bet, and he takes out a single dollar and hand, like they ruin this guy's life for a dollar. 
like, oh, is, wow. is kind of like the, the the crazy implication. Eddie Murphy feels slighted because he they make him sound like he's the idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They feel like, yeah he feels used. Well, and... they're also gonna put him back on the street. They're that, gonna yeah, like, they're just gonna so. like fix it all again. Yeah, but they're also not gonna hire Dan Aykroyd back. Mm-hmm. They're gonna give the shaft to both of them. Yeah. Whoa, that's so hard. Cold-hearted snake, you don't play by rules. Damn, Wall Uh-oh. Street is terrible. <laughs> the money never sleeps there, I hear. <laughs> There's a lot of greed. Yeah. <laughs> greed. Um, but, and wolves. Uh, wolves yeah, yeah. wolves uh, on, yeah. on Wall Street. Uh, I, I only know about Gordon Wall Gecko. Street through movies. <laughs> so, in Batman 3, when Bane takes over the stock market, Whoa. what's happening in that sequence? I forget now. Batman Forever? <laughs> yeah, Batman Which Batman forever. 3? <laughs> no, we have to say that. That makes me sad. Oh, man. Which Batman 3? <laughs> I've never heard anyone call The Dark Knight Returns Batman 3. It's Batman 3. You got Batman 1, Batman 2, and Batman 3. I mean, you're right. You're right. I just have never heard anyone call it that. The other one's just Batman. Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Batman... And Robin. Beyond. What? No, Robin? <laughs> Beyond? Yeah. That was a good animated series. And the other ones are the 1, 2, 3. Okay. Is it just me? Okay, I can see. I see your point. I see your point is valid. Yeah. <laughs> Valid so like now Kilmer. that Eddie Murphy knows what's going on, I think he does. He he just goes to Dan Aykroyd to yeah. explain the situation. Yeah, yeah. he finds him and and tells they, him. They what's go to their happening. house. He goes to his house too and like explains everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so Jamie Lee Curtis is also in on what's going on as well. Right. Dan Aykroyd might even come to him like super drunk and him like trying to get him sobered again to listen to reason. Might yeah. be. And Eddie uh, Murphy and the Butler kind of like bring him down and talk him down. Settle it up, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's when they 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 decide that they need to come up with some sort of plan to get back at the Duke brothers. Yeah, they hatch a plan. It has something to do with the subway. Eddie Murphy knows <laughs> that the Dukes are getting inside trading information. Yes, they they have a secret From, report. Yeah. about the state of the orange crop in Florida. Oh, that that's going to get it's an, it's like an EPA report or something or Department of Agriculture report about. Yeah, this year's fruit uh, orange harvest, and they're gonna they they stole a copy and are gonna get it before mm-hmm. anyone else does. Like the essentially, what is it, like a deep throat? Just like an undercover agent guy is gonna make the trade with the Dukes. Yeah, so they try to like intercept that, and that's kind of Doesn't that like happen like a train or something. Yeah, it happens on a subway train. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do they like switch briefcases or something? Is it so they, one of yeah. those situations? So Eddie Murphy's wearing like an African <laughs> robe and he keeps on making like really funny noises. Jamie Lee Curtis is wearing Lederhosen and she's like got her boobs all out and she's like pressing them around and dancing around like looking all looking all nice. I think okay. Dan Aykroyd might be like a rabbi. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. Oh, maybe wow. the, no, the butler. The butler is like this old old rabbi guy. Oh, they're yeah. all in it. Okay. And I forget what Dan Aykroyd. Like each of them have a job to do on this train. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, there's the subplot that I would like. Oh, subway. I get it. Subplot. Um, where there's a monkey being transported on this train. <laughs> oh, and there's yeah. a. And I think like Jim Belushi is in this movie dressed like a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> yes, up, like, he is. He ends up like getting switched Whoa. with a monkey somehow. I don't know why this happened. I don't it, remember it that at impact all. The plot at all. Oh man! I totally remember this monkey yeah. situation. I remember being confused. <laughs> there, there are like some two like druggy people moving luggage around, and they like tease the monkey, and 
like whatever reason, like his monkey costume gets like glued onto his head, and then they just gets like a mix up with a monkey. Oh boy, was there an actual monkey? Yeah, it's a guy and in a suit. And a monkey costume? Oh, yeah. it's just a guy in a so suit. So it's it's a Halloween kind of um oh. train party thing. I think happening. But it's about Christmas time, though. Well, Christmas is over. <laughs> okay. Or just happened or is coming. Oh, boy. <laughs> Which are the three states of Christmas? <laughs> In case anyone was wondering. That's the three states of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so they pulled the switcheroo, which is the name of the movie. Uh-huh. One, two, they pulled the one-two switcheroo on the undercover agent guy. Yes. He sees it happening, pulls a gun on them on the train, and then the monkey... Ends up beating the guy up and stopping. He stops the, <laughs> I'm still he stops the undercover Why is there agent. A monkey? I'm so confused. There's is there a, giant a real gorilla. monkey? Or is There's there a giant gorilla. Okay. Or is there a guy Sorry. in a costume? I keep saying monkey. There's a gorilla. <laughs> is uh, there a real gorilla or is there a both. guy in a costume? Jim Belushi. There's both? <laughs> Jim Belushi. How is there both? <laughs> there How is this on a subway? Are you sure this isn't like an actual <laughs> train? No, no, it's thing. definitely on a subway. I know it's on a subway. It could be on a train. I think it's on a train. I oh, think it's on like a train, a real train. Or a fancy train. train. I'm sure they're on a subway at some point for something. It, it's probably a train. Okay. But for some reason it does oh, seem very it? dark. Listen, a subway is a train underground. Yeah. Those are facts. <laughs> we, we've okay. had a lot of facts on this podcast. Yeah, I, I, th- I do think <laughs> Those this are is, the facts. I, I do think it's a real train. I think it's like the guy with the reports taking the train from Florida all the way back to New York oh um, to give them what the What a miserable ride. My yeah. baby takes the morning train. He works to five again. But they end up getting the the real report. So they switch. They Yeah, they give him so a fake case, though, don't they? Well, they do the one-two switcheroo. Dan Aykroyd produces. Tends to be the undercover agent guy. He meets oh, with the dude, right? Yes, and the, he gives them bad info. He gives them a oh, report that they, says the opposite of what it don't actually they says. knock out that guy and put him in the monkey suit? Maybe. Oh, I think that's what happens. Okay. They knock out the yeah. shady guy, mm-hmm. put him in a monkey suit, like and him. he can't get out of the monkey <laughs> and, and, suit. And him, yes. and him and the gorilla like have like a moment oh, where it's like, no. that guy oh. is gonna get it. <laughs> gonna get gorilla raped. <laughs> yeah. He got graped. But I think, I, think the, I think there's even like a Stockholm Syndrome where that guy like likes the monkey. He liked it? Yeah. He wanted more of it? I think so. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm here. I might as well go for it. Oh, no. You're, you're right. So he, they give them the fake report. So then the Duke brothers think that the crop's like in bad shape or something. It doesn't matter. They either think it's going to yeah. do really well or really bad, but the opposite is true. So there's like a seven-minute explanation of the end of this film that yes. I still don't understand after hearing the explanation. I don't know how they end up So Brad, how did you how did you like the big short? So the ending... So we get the what, fun What part ending. were you confused about? The how do they screw over the Dukes? I'm imagining that the original report says the crops are going to fail, right? So the idea... So they're buying... Futures, orange futures, which is saying that they're essentially buying orange crops before they exist at a specific price. Mm-hmm. Um, and they think that the orange crop is going to be um, bad. So if, if the orange crop is bad, that means the oranges that do exist are going to be a much higher in price because there's going to be less of them. So they're buying oranges at a higher price, like a, a higher price right now with the intention that they'll be worth even more later. So essentially buying them now is going to cost less in the future so that they can sell them then to make profit. Okay. Um, the, when the, because the opposite is true, Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy let the Duke brothers like start buying like crazy. People realize they're buying like crazy. The price starts to shoot way up. 
And then they announced that they're selling, a, I think, a bunch of futures at a crazy price. So everyone starts buying... Essentially, everyone starts selling the futures to them. So they end up with all this stuff that the Duke brothers bought, knowing that the price is going to go way down and the Duke brothers will have to pay them way more than the oranges are actually going to be worth. Yeah. Is my understanding. I think that's okay. more or less how it works. Okay. So the Duke brothers are going to owe them a ton of money for oranges that are not worth much because <laughs> the right. harvest was really good, um, which so will ruin the Duke brothers' were they like shorting that, that's, that but, future? Yeah, so they were essentially shorting the future. Yeah. The, fu- the orange futures betting that the orange futures were going to crash. And that's why the Dukes end up owing them all their money and are ruined financially because apparently they managed to they risk their entire flipped, com- company. I know. On this why would you do that? And also get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> they lost all their money, then got arrested. Yes. I also don't understand how like Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd don't get arrested because didn't they also... You would think. You'd think, right? But they're well, the good, what, they're the good they guys. Do? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, they also they did... knew about the state of the market and then like we're making their bets on that did they bet on that yeah because they read the report they knew what the the actual thing was going to be that's how they made the false report and so they knew that oh they that's could a good point by doing the other thing i have to watch that part yeah it's yeah. interesting well this is it the last bastion of pure capitalism left on earth here in new york they trade everything gold silver platinum heating oil propane cocoa and sugar and of course frozen concentrated orange juice now, the people on the phones are taking orders from brokerage houses all over the world. The runners then hand those orders to the traders in the pits. They're trading cotton over there. That's the silver pit. Now, the Duke's trader is going to be buying like crazy right from the opening. We'll be waiting until he drives the price up. Right. I can't wait to see his face when they broadcast that genuine crop report. OJ Trading opens at 9. Let's go kick some butt. Yeah. While that sale is happening, pay attention to Eddie Murphy. He is noticeably doesn't know what he's doing. And he's just <laughs> smiling and taking slips and like saying yes. things on camera. Because because there's funny. like a whole lingo in the pit. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, of of the the trading floor. And yeah, uh, Dan Aykroyd's the one that knows. <laughs> Eddie Murphy is really funny in that scene because he's mm-hmm. just trying to like survive. Yeah. <laughs> just like all right. It is so confusing. Everyone's just throwing papers at them. Like I'll sell you all this stuff. Yeah, that's kind of how the stock market is. Yeah. At, on uh, on the trading floor there. Mm-hmm. Just full of like just garbage all the time, all over the place. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about the people, right? Yada, wow, wow, wowza! Yeah, stock traders need to get God. <laughs> Nobody is getting at them. We need to get at them. <laughs> What voice was. What do you mean? Like we it. gotta get at damn. We gonna get mm-hmm. at damn. What's sad is you, you can't make that final scene today because there's electronic selling. People, yeah, people don't do that selling anymore. It's all done electronically by computers. Well, we'll, have, we'll watch Wall Street Two. Money never sleeps. We'll figure out what happened yeah. in that movie. See what see what uh what that's boof. That's more of a modern doing. trading film. The boof. <laughs> that's what I call. That's what we, that's what his friends call him. The boof. Nobody calls him that. Uh, his friends do. Like me. Are you the Boof's friend? I'm the Boof's friend. What up, Boof? Oh, I bet Boof is the name of Dan Aykroyd's girlfriend. <laughs> that we couldn't remember. <laughs> there it is. Classic. <laughs> hey, Boof. What up, Boof? <laughs> you think there's anyone out there that would call their girlfriend Boof? I think Boof. that's the actual name of a girl. Is it? Think so? I thought so. Is it like? Is Boof? it like a cute thing to say? I don't know. Are you thinking of Bay? <laughs> Can all the no, podcasters no, no. start calling their girlfriends Boof? Boof. What up, Boof? Isn't there like an... A- there was a character in a movie that we watched named Boof, wasn't there? 
Not that I the can booth. remember. The booth. The booth. The booth. The booth. Mm, I just remember it from three minutes ago when Andy said the booth. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes the booth starring Kevin James. Oh, Here comes boy. the booth. Here comes the booth. <laughs> Sounds like an inherently less violent movie. <laughs> oh. Boof. <laughs> He's on the cover of Boof magazine. The boof. <laughs> Eating a bag of ruffles. <laughs> the Boof. I think that's the movie though, right? We have this is a part one. Yeah. Yeah. We're not ending. Oh, I know. Wait. I'm saying I think it feels that's... like you're ending it. No, well, I feel like we're at the end of the movie. Well, it would just Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 What do you think you think we missed something? No, try to like so like the yeah, the Duke's got arrested. Okay. Uh-huh. They are uh, this theoretically rich is there a scene after that like no, or is that no the credits? it just fades out okay it's a fade out that just fade to credits yeah, yeah. okay okay i didn't oh, know if there was oh, like maybe a there's like a, a monkey maybe that stockholm monkey thing happens okay. <laughs> yeah we're yeah. gonna shut oh, that guy in be. the cage it could be. <laughs> and then the the cars crash in chicago and then the blues brothers come out and they're like that classic <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the classic blue bruise brothers bruise brothers classic bruise brothers line brothers 5000 you guys you guys all know the lines yeah. it's like AMC's top 100 lines of all time <laughs> here, the, co- here comes the blues we're the bruise brothers <laughs> with the with the bruise brothers <laughs> I'm Larry he's the Elham uh, Elham <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, hey, I really want to watch this Bruce Brothers, <laughs> Bruce movie. Brothers movie. The Bruce Brothers movie. <laughs> the Bruce Brothers. The Bruce Brothers. They're just yeah. drunk all the time. <laughs> well, you kind of like kind of sandwich the and the blues at the same. Blues. The Bruce Brothers. You have to say the Bruce Brothers. We got to get the the court back together. The band back together. <laughs> Supreme Court. We got to get oh, the brand back together. <laughs> Everything is just BRs inserted random words. What are you talking about? What are you, what are you wait, what? What? <laughs> what are you bribing? What are you saying? <laughs> we gotta bribe all the way there. That's a lot of bribing. <laughs> we don't have enough money for this bribe. Under heavy security, the crop estimates for next year's orange crop are being delivered from Miami to the Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. Louie! Louie, that's him! That's the guy who paid me to talk dirty to you. In charge of security is Mr. Clarence Beeks, head of Lindhurst Security. Clarence Beeks! The douche just gave that guy ten grand. Ten grand? I saw an outlay on the payroll to him for 50000 Mortimer said it was for research. Yeah, research and I can get his hands on that top-secret crop report two days before it goes public. My God. The Dukes are going to corner the entire frozen orange juice market. Unless somebody stops them. Or beats them to it. Eggnog. Welcome back to the Orange Juice Podcast. We watch Trading Places. The Orange Juice Podcast. Orange Juice Crop Podcast. I thought... Um, Sonny D, baby! Is that what they're talking about in this movie? No, Sunny that's D. not no, orange it's like juice. It's frozen just frozen concentrate. It's the stuff you get in the cans. That you Do people even want that anymore? In that's the gross. 80s, they were like, Shit. oh, give me that! That's like all I drank in the 90s. <laughs> was frozen concentrated <laughs> orange juice. You didn't even put it in the water. You just drink it just, right out of the just can. just ate it like a, like a popsicle <laughs> out of the freezer. Like, oh, like a creamsicle? Orange crushed ice. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's like one of those Flintstone pops, but <laughs> yes. you just eat it out of the can. Thanks, Bob. It's gonna, that's gonna give you so many canker sores. <laughs> but I never got a cold. <laughs> you also never had a friend. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, the Flintstones count. I don't think that was because of the oranges, though. That was 
Mm. <laughs> oh boy, this movie. I thought that uh, Dan Aykroyd was annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the whole time. You don't think he ever got I th- redeemed? I thought that the ending sort of redeemed him, but I just wish he didn't have that accent whatsoever throughout the entire <laughs> His fancy movie. Richie Rich accent? Oh my yeah. god. Richie Rich it grown up. Made my skin, it made my skin crawl He's just times. fancy rich man accent. I was glad that there was less of him than there was, I think, of Eddie Murphy. I loved Eddie Murphy... Eddie Every Murphy second he was on was screen, mm-hmm. he was so Fantastic. funny and great. Watching him in the very last scene when they're on the floor doing the selling, and like it's all crazy, and you just watch him, and he'll like deliberately just point at a guy and be like, "You write something down," yeah. and then point at another guy, like <laughs> it's slow, and it, it's so funny. He's so good. Yeah, everything <sighs> he does is a joke, and it's incredible. Yes, like, if he's on screen, he's running his mouth about something. Mm-hmm. He's even like bumping into people or just finding moments to just make a joke or be funny. Right. And he and is funny. He is. Like, he's so funny. He's Man. like so charismatic. Uh, and he's very humble too. He like will make himself look bad. He'll put the comedy above his own expense. And yeah, like he'll fall on the floor and get choked by Dan Aykroyd for a gag. You know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd is in blackface. I, oh, yeah. I wasn't sure. I was. I was yeah. wondering how long it would take us yeah. to talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. Dan. We did not remember Aykroyd. this. And I uh, I don't remember. The worst there's a lot of racism boy. flying in this movie. Oh yeah, so yeah, there the, is. John Amici is, is uh, says he gets the hard the R. hard R the man a hard R. Yeah, was that Mortimer? Yeah, the stuck up one that didn't want the younger that brother was against the bet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Oof. hated him. Hard R on that to. one. You're supposed to. But no, the blackface. I think I, I'm not going to say the worst thing of the blackface because the blackface itself was probably the worst thing because <laughs> it is. But what made it even worse was the fact that I felt like it was so unnecessary. Yeah, I don't get it. It was totally. Why did Dan Aykroyd even come into I the train why room? Did they, why did they re-switch the briefcases? They because sw- they switched yeah, the cases. Yeah, I got very confused by the re-switch. Yeah, I did not that understand. Made no like sense. I, they got in there and they made the swap, and I was like, all right, caper. Oh. And then they make another swap. And then, they, the, and then yeah, and, and Dan Aykroyd has to come in and I, do this thing. I, I, why? I know what happened. They pulled his briefcase out and switched it with a decoy. Yeah. Then took it out of the room so Dan Aykroyd could take the paperwork out and then switch him back. Why? Why, though? I don't know. So that <laughs> no one would, so this guy wouldn't know that they were taken, Totally I unnecessary. I don't know. Yeah, it didn't yeah, happen. Yeah, they already did the switcheroo. Like, they, when, they, when they kept going after they made the switcheroo, I was like, why are they all not just leaving? They Their mission was well, accomplished. It, like, unfurl the banner, stand on the carrier, mission accomplished. Yeah, they just needed yeah. to switch that briefcase. I yeah. guess they were, maybe it, they were. You would work look in into terms it? of, like, the writing, I guess. Because <sighs> they, they, they needed the guy to see them switching it back. Or switching it in the first place, because then he pulls out a gun on them. I guess so. So they needed that, so but they, they wrote yeah. such a bad yes. and situation. That's, and that's exactly what my thought is. The reason that that had to happen was solely to get him in there, so that the this uh, like seemingly pretty competent PI like dirtbag guy oh, like takes until that moment to suddenly be like, I know it's all of you. Like, he, he's he li- met all of them. Yes. Yes, he all knows who them. all of he them are. He knows who all of them. Like Eddie Murphy doesn't even isn't even remotely disguised, Mm-mm. right? He, <laughs> it's Jamie Lee so Curtis. Curtis. He, he just, just comes in. A... He just comes in doing his Welcome to America character, yeah. and like they're like, oh, it's probably fine. He's not going to recognize us. Coming to America? <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I talk to him. You better be sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. So Dan Aykroyd comes into the room and. 
basically blows the whole cover. Yeah. I mean, not it probably was blown before yeah, that, but like seemed... that's like the final straw. It's like he doesn't need to be there. It did mm-hmm. seem like when he finally does like stand up, he's like, "All right, enough of this. I know all of you are your idiot. Like, <laughs> are you the idiots yep. I've been dealing with?" Or like Jamie Lee Curtis's wig could get caught on something. There could yeah, have been any. Yeah, other you excuse. could see your hair underneath that hair. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that. It seemed like I felt like the blackface didn't need to be there. Which just made it worse than it already was. Even Dan Aykroyd's character himself said the word "negro," and I was yes. like, Why? That was, "I think that yeah, that what? was supposed to like." I think that just solidifies him as like the jerkbag rich guy at that point. Dan like, Aykroyd, more like can't actroid, am I right? I Boom. I wrote down. I know <laughs> he was trying to get a, cut his teeth as a serious actor, and I know why he didn't really get that. What do you mean, Doctor Detroit? What is that? That's exactly. <laughs> no one oh knows what Dr. Goodness. Detroit is. He got a, uh, his cut in uh, My Girl. You know, he was like a serious dad. I think he got a couple movies. My Girl, he's in Driving Miss Daisy. Hmm. He's in... Everything else is just... I don't know. It's garbage. <laughs> yeah. Blues Brothers? Blues Brothers Blues is great. Brothers is amazing. And you don't like Ghostbusters for some reason, but he's, that's a great movie. Wait, what? You don't like Ghostbusters. Since when? Since Andy, you saw you, it. Andy, don't you remember that one time when you years ago. Like you said you didn't like it. <laughs> I did not you, say that. Andy is on record, maybe even <laughs> on the podcast. Let's pull up. We're going we're gonna to go to the archives. We're <laughs> going to pull up the tape. Good I like Ghostbusters. <laughs> I like Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, jeez. Flip-flopping. Okay. Flip-flopping. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> when I was... So, I, I had... When I was a kid... A whole Ghostbusters mansion that was four floors high, and it had all of the Ghostbusters. You said you just watched it recently for the first time. That is a (laughs) falsehood, and you know it. What is happening here? I don't know. I've had for years. I could have sworn I like Andy had a conversation with me about how we just watched Ghostbusters for how long? He doesn't see why it's now we're hashing this out. What is maybe you said Ghostbusters meant a different movie at the time? Maybe I don't know where this is coming from. Maybe he was talking about the new Ghostbusters. Maybe. Let's talk about Dan Aykroyd oh, and the new Ghostbusters. That. He's in the new Ghostbusters? Yeah. He has oh, I all of them are. That. Even Harold Ramis comes back from the grave. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> He's in the movie. <laughs> Is he really? Yeah. There's, oh. there's a, uh, a bust of him, his head. It's oh. in the background of a scene. Wow. They didn't do like a Tupac situation or hologram. They just linger <laughs> on it for like a little too long. You're like, oh, I miss that guy. <laughs> I've never seen it, but I kind of want to. Well, you don't like the original, so why would you see this one? <sighs> <laughs> Maybe it was Ghostbusters 2 you were talking about? I don't it could know. be Ghostbusters 2 because that movie's not very good. Uh, what with the painting and the guy like <laughs> talks in a really weird accent? <laughs> No. You don't what? No. No. And then the 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 pink ooze in the sewer. <laughs> All right, let's on. get back to it. Nah. Start talking about trading places. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, I have a I have some issue with the uh, the whole premise yeah. of this this bet that they have. Mm, okay. What's the what's the issue? So <laughs> you pick Eddie Murphy off up off the street mm-hmm. and you put him in Dan Aykroyd's position mm-hmm. and. The premise is that you could take any person, any Joe Schmo, and put them, give them wealth, give them money, and they'll be successful and do well. How does that, how does just giving Eddie Murphy money in a house 
all of a sudden make him good at commodities trading? I don't know, but he is good at it. He is How? actually quite good at How it. He figures he it out. He knows that people want uh, ham on Christmas or whatever his big speech was. Yeah, but he's like, no, people are going to wait another 10 minutes to buy pork bellies. <laughs> so I can, I can agree that he might have some insight into that. But that doesn't give him insight in that moment to say, hold off and I, buy it in a little bit. You have to do like yeah. calculations. He knows everybody in that company. He says it so. He no, finds uh, that check from the the guy. Yeah. Burke? Burks? What's his name? Yeah, yeah. The the, the PI, the mm-hmm. dirtbag. I, I, I asked Brad about this actually when that scene happened. He's like going through doing like payroll during the Christmas party. Like, does this firm not have accountants that do that? Like, why is he personally handling I that? I mean, he's like given jobs that he... It's, it's like saying... Oh, just take anybody and they'll have the skills to do this job. That's not true. I mean, you need See, the training. It just means education. you're siding with the other brother. <laughs> no, I'm not. What, what I'm actually saying is that I think that in the long term, yes, if you were to give people opportunities to be successful over the long term, yes, that would work. But yeah. It's not an overnight situation. No, and I don't know that the movie's trying to make the point that anyone would have been able to do this. It might have just been that Eddie Murphy's character just turns out has a knack for this job. Maybe. Or something like that. Maybe I don't that's know. true. He's streetwise. But no, I I do I I sort of agree with the bet that the one brother is originally making. Mm-hmm. Was what, not Mortimer, the other guy. We can't. Think the one of that names. has a heart attack. The, the other Duke. Yeah, the other Ugh. Duke. The one that dies at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he dies of shock from losing money. Yeah, they lost all their money. All their money. How does that happen? They put all their money on this one thing, and because there's a there's uh, a, like, Brad try Brad. You watched a whole video trying yeah. to explain it. There's even like an ADR. It's not ADR line, but it's only put in after the fact. Where there's like we put all of our money into this thing. It's like why? Oh why, yeah, why, why? I told you we shouldn't put everything into this. Yeah, I told you we shouldn't have committed everything. You asshole! I gotta get Wilson. I tell him to sell. So the idea was because they, they were what buying like crazy at the beginning so yeah. they, they had to buy with their own money for that and then there was the then by the end of the day they had a bunch of orange juice that they bought at once like 140 and it was yeah, only they, worth like 70 at the end of the day so they yeah. lost a ton of money they bought it at like 142 yeah. and then it sold at the end of the day it was like 29 dollars. yes so their 142 was just still pretty good money right they get 29 dollars per share <laughs> <laughs> i mean they're not like andy tell us about they're not flat trading, broke and, <sighs> and so but i mean i guess I'm, they're not flat broke but what i thought was kind of weird was you know dan Aykroyd is selling orange juice right at the beginning of i that know scene. I'm, and I'm like so is he selling orange juice he doesn't have knowing no. he's gonna buy at the end of trading to like cover the difference okay so here were we to talk this, about this this, this could is last the problem i have this could be the whole length of the podcast at the end of this talking about this last scene of this let's film. get let's do some let's do some uh you know big short talk right here so i thought you you can't buy or sell shares that you don't have right i mean well you could buy shares. you, you yeah, how can't the, sell shares that you how don't is dan Aykroyd so, selling anything because he kept, he kept no. saying like let's wait let's wait let's wait so i figured he, he did also i mean he owned. did also take jamie lee curtis's life savings when they left so my assumption is that they used that to buy that must have happened the initial portion of whatever they were doing okay and that's what they were selling at the beginning there and then they bought them at the end at a super low price. So they did. I mean, because we they, don't really know how shorting happens. Because well, because hmm. the idea, like you know, 
I think the trivia mentioned they were the you know the phrase is always buy low or yeah buy low sell high and they buy just, high sell low they did it in reverse they they bought low bought, they they sold high <laughs> and then bought low in that order yes it's very complex at the very end there I was wondering if you could do me and and other viewers of the film a small favor can you describe to me in in plain English why your character and Eddie Murphy's character win and the Dukes lose. There was a short taking place in, in Orange Juice Futures. Eddie and I were able to get information about what the Dukes were doing. We want you to buy as much OJ as you can. The instant trading starts. Don't worry if the price starts going up. Just keep buying. And work the other side of the trade and, make, and, and basically screw up their short. As the Dukes were trying to corner the market because they were operating under false information. Yeah. You really have to know what you're doing to play in that game. So they would have to buy first. My if they were just straight up selling stuff they didn't own and knowing they were going to buy in the second half and it would cover the difference between the two. How can you sell hmm. things you don't own? Because the stock market, Andy, it's un- unregulated. How do you, you even know, pay attention that in that stock market pit? How, like people are putting yeah, papers all bonkers. over? What is going on? I think you're you're buying and selling with individual people in that pit. So like you'll shout out like, I want to sell this at yep. $30. And, and then like, one other person was like, I'll buy I'll that buy it at, at thirty dollars. Yeah. You guys make that exchange across a bunch of people. And they, yeah, there's a there's a really cool documentary actually that follows like some like rags to riches stories of guys because like you essentially you just had to get a broker license and you could go trade on the floor of the exchange. And um, like they talk about guys who like got lucky with some trades they made while they were on the floor and like got super rich off of it after nothing and then they're all pretty much broke now because that job doesn't exist anymore. But um, there's like a whole series of like hand motions that people just sort of learn down there. Like it's like their own language in shouts and hand gestures. It's yeah. really crazy and makes no sense because <laughs> they were selling orange futures at like 140. Yeah, we got that. We just I just don't understand the technical aspects of the stock market in this movie. Like I mean, to be fair, there's a lot of stuff happening. in the stock market that you're like, why can you do that? Like there's a lot of especially when you get into futures that makes zero sense. Like yeah. it it seems like it shouldn't be allowed and it is and it like it seems like they're just creating money out of thin air for no for like with nothing. It's weird. Well, there's like even buying and trading currency. Yeah. Like you can buy a currency that's like undervalued and expect it to be worth a lot more mm-hmm. later down the road like Definitely. the u.s dollar whoa yes. got him top the yen <laughs> the ruble <laughs> the ruby from me. zelda <laughs> the ruby oh <laughs> uh. It's confusing. I liked seeing a uh, U.S. senator in this movie. I did too. Yeah, Al the guy who did, oh Senator yeah, Al yeah. Franken, mm-hmm. one of the baggage handlers. Yep, yep, yep. I thought that was really funny. I was, I was like, oh, I know that guy. <laughs> Future senator. Future U.S. senator Al Franken. I'm alarmed at the lack of alarm from a many people about a manifest listing one gorilla. And two gorillas showing up somewhere, and no one seemed like they made yeah. a point of one guy being like, "That's not right," and another guy being like, "Don't even bother caring about it." I'm like, "These are gorillas, <laughs> like you, so you need to check with somebody." How do you not recognize a gorilla costume? <laughs> that mouth doesn't move. Well, the bag you're saying, like, guys, on here? How do you I not can... recognize those are both gorilla costumes too. <laughs> <laughs> that's true one was significantly better than the other but yeah. significant's a strong word but yes yes but, so, i would say slightly <laughs> relatively better, better. So, yes relatively in, in comparison better. to yes. the two between the two <laughs> um, of higher quality yes and yeah, we're not talking congo quality yet 
and, and there is sort of a nonchalance in this movie about consigning a man to be forever raped by a gorilla. There's a lot yeah. of things in this movie that just go did, by the wayside. Did that gorilla's ding dong just like bust right through that costume? <laughs> Ripped right through it. Do you see those eyes in that close-up? Oh, yeah. Ooh. It's like, I think they're in love. Oh, and I like at the end, yeah, with like, <laughs> zooming on him and he's just like, this is my life now. <laughs> Being raped by a gorilla. Being raped by a gorilla wow. forever. And they're being sent back to Africa. That's what yes. he said. Yeah, that's his life it's now. So, it's some reintegration program. <laughs> I was like, is this also racism? <laughs> oh, boy, oy, oy. Uh, I thought Eddie Murphy, as much as I loved him, I thought in this movie, his character moved really fast from the original character at the beginning Rags to... to riches. Not Well, yeah, I mean, Rags he literally... Rags. We only have an hour and a half to day, tell but... this story, Andy. We gotta move yeah. these things along. But like, he goes to the bar, and he's like, "Everyone have a party!" And at that party is when he suddenly transitions into like, "Oh, now I, you know, I care about things, and he now does. I, I'm very responsible." It's and it's great. like at one party, he suddenly becomes a super responsible person who I, cares I about kinda, stuff. And, I can yeah. kind of see that. I get like it he's too. given such a big opportunity. I think it, it did allow it's him huge. to kind of take a step back and like look at what what's going on and be like this is I mean, not okay I guess. if you were given a car and a house and what did he say like forty, fifty thousand dollars a year yeah, and which, you had nothing in today's like, money you is would like want to keep that some... as as like hold on to that as best you can. It was also explained to him. He like tries to steal his own stuff. In yeah, the that's that pretty funny. So funny. I thought that scene was so good. Yeah, like, no, like, you don't need. Oh this wow, is, look at how things. great this place is. <laughs> just putting stuff in his pockets. <laughs> I love when he Taking broke cigars. that that vase. He like threw <laughs> yeah. it on the ground. And he was like, that was worth fifteen or twenty thousand yeah. dollars. But it had an insurance cost of this. Well, he actually <laughs> made us money just now. Oh, should I break some more stuff? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was great. Yeah, that whole scene was like when he just doesn't believe what's happening. Uh, I did really enjoy all of that. I mean, like I said, I enjoyed every moment he was on screen. He was really funny. I thought how it was hilarious. Like all the rich people were really funny. Like at the club, when like oh, the yeah, four Penelope, dudes are just that's singing the, name the, of the girl. song. Like Boof was from uh, Team Wolf. That's, that's uh, the girl yeah. from Team so Wolf. So Penelope's the fiance so Penel- that Penelope. ditches him as soon as yeah. he's poor, and she is quite fine. Oh, yeah. yeah. But she bad. is such She's a looking, snotty bee. Yeah. Looking 80s. Yeah. There's that really uncomfortable sexist song that all those men sing to yeah. those four women. Yeah, barbershop quartet style. Just sing a... Sexually harassing a women seriously... in public. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> yeah. Didn't like that at all. It was all. not okay. No. Susan down in Whitley Hall. Constance on the make. Constance Fry. Constance Fry. Anytime you call. Constance would fulfill your needs Winter, spring, or fall (laughs) And those girls were into it. Yeah. They were sitting there like, mm-hmm. oh, this is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. I was like, if I have to like go to a, a, a country club and hear this shit. <laughs> I'd be I'm, sitting there like, I'm out. Not gonna that. I ain't paying for this. <laughs> we got a little Jim Belushi action in there. Uh, yeah, didn't yeah we said, called I that on part one. Yeah, we, we called did. that on part one. We did. Way to, way to bring okay. that up again, dummy. <laughs> I'm just messing. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. What's your favorite Jim Belushi movie? (laughs) None of them because he's an asshole. Oh, Curly Sue's good. That was a trick question. Curly Sue's the right answer. (laughs) That's a great movie. There's a moment where Curly Sue's like all mad at him and she she like 
He's like been looking for her all night, and she comes home, and he's by the fire fireplace, and he looks real dramatic at her. <laughs> you guys ever saw Carly Sue? No. Oh, that's a what John, a good movie. John Hughes. I think it's John Hughes movie. Yeah. He did have a line I really liked. Yeah, after like they steal the gorilla costume from him, and he like wanders back to the party, does boxes and, and tank top, and he just opens the door. He's like, "Hey, what happened to me?" And everyone's like, "Ah!" Yeah, I was like, <laughs> that was "So I, funny!" Really? So I thought that was really funny. Can we have a New Year's Eve costume party? Is that like a thing where you just like reuse your Halloween I, stuff? Right? Sounds yeah. kind of sweet. I know. I was like, this movie's. This movie's going fast, and it's jumping between locations. It was in, like, Philadelphia, then Boston, then yeah. New York. It's all over what, the place. One scene, it was Christmas. The next scene, it was New Year's. <laughs> I was like, this movie's happened fast. Mm-hmm. They don't mess around. I mean, like you said, it's, you got an hour and a half. You got to yeah. establish all this. Crank you got to wrap it. it up. What do you think this movie takes place? I'd guess a month. Just all yeah. of December. Month. Into New Year's. No way. This movie takes place over, like, a week. <laughs> that could be true as well we don't know it starts like christmas eve eve and ends like what two days after new year's you know i don't know and i don't care mm. yeah. <laughs> that's a fair point you didn't like this film i didn't no i did nope. i liked it i don't know if i like it anymore but I, it's whatever i liked it i know i'm I not kind of watched it i would me. never go out of my way to own it or watch it like uh, if it's on i'd watch it but why would you own any movie in 2017 that's Andy? fair well i to show my appreciation <laughs> for the film bradley like what movie uh let's see i own Fast I, just, I just bought john wick on blu-ray oh you Ooh, poor man actually I, had john, I bought john wick 2 on blu-ray too <laughs> Wow. Uh, we just bought Wonder Woman because that movie was very good. Oh, my gosh. I still Studios. kind of enjoy buying movies. I don't uh, do it very often, but I kind of like it. No. Ooh, Brad did not no, like Wonder no, Woman. No, no, no. Buy them digitally. Don't want a physical copy they always, the they always include a digital copy as uh, well. Just buy that, though. <laughs> but why, though? Oh, just rent it. How many... Like... The problem with movies... <laughs> this is a real big tangent. <laughs> they aren't rewatchable. New movies aren't... You don't want to watch them more than one time. Two if you're lucky. I've watched John Wick, the first one, like six times. You need to get a hobby. (laughs) I do. It's watching John Wick. That's my hobby. It's a very specific hobby. Well, if that's your hobby... That's fine. But I will say, that's that's like the first movie I bought in a long time, though. And and John Wick 2 was a gift to me, so... (laughs) I think that's the only time I've received... I got own movies as if they're gifts to me. And my wife's the one that bought Wonder Woman, but I, I was fine with that because that was a good movie, and I want to support more movies. No, that movie was fine, Andy. Su- yeah. Support smaller films that need to make money. Well, that too. <laughs> you don't need to buy Wonder Woman to support the company. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about... I like, I'm not, it's not that I'm worried about the studio going under. <laughs> I, I wonder what But I want Wonder them to be like... I need to buy it because I want them, No, because I want the studio to be like, all right, we need this film to make at least five times its budget. All right, do that. I guess we'll do more. And, and with some movies, you like... They really have to do well to encourage more, even though like crappier movies that do less will get remakes because of the content of the film. They make more money off your rental because it doesn't have to cost anything. Well, they know. never have to print the thing. Just rent it when you want to watch it. You have to watch it four times to get back the cost of buying it. All right, I'll go to Family Video after (laughs) I got a free rental coupon today. They just give them to you at Family Video. (laughs) You went to Family Video I didn't, but they keep sending me texts for free movies. (laughs) I don't know how they make money. I passed by one that said, now hiring. (laughs) And I was like... It's a business model that's somehow still thriving. (laughs) I get coupons all the time from them. I can't believe they still exist. Like, I understand they exist in, like, areas that have crappy internet. This one didn't even have an adult film section. That's why I thought they were still around. Yeah. Because they sell, 
those movies, but they do don't. Do people still re- get those too? Did you ask? The- where's the adult film? It's usually section. in the back. I looked yeah. around for it because that's how I was like, how is this place still in business? Because that's why Brad went there. Of course. And uh, he's like, where are the movies I came to see? He watches them there. <laughs> he doesn't even rent <laughs> in them. The can, back you, room. can you guys play this over the loudspeaker? <laughs> I want to make sure it's a good copy. Yeah. There's an eight-year-old boy in there trying to... <laughs> what? In the movie? <laughs> what the hell movie are you Jesus watching? Jesus Christ. Wait, in the movie? No! <laughs> you said in the movie. <laughs> no, I meant in the family video, you pervert. You're the one who said I would not it. classify those as family videos, Andy. <laughs> Maybe it's somebody's home movies that you stole. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. All right, FBI's coming to get us. Shut it down. You guys are just making out to be a pedophile. <laughs> You're doing it fine yourself, buddy. Shut it down, everybody. FBI's closing the podcast. <laughs> it was the last episode. We didn't even get to do Highlander. <laughs> I can't wait for that episode. Well, there can be only one. I, I really, and then this was it. I really can't wait one. for that episode. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for rating, liking, and subscribing to us on iTunes or whatever your podcast app of choice is. Our next episode has the tagline, Bob's a special kind of friend, the kind that drives you crazy. That's correct. It's What About Bob? There are two types of people in this world. Those who like Neil Diamond and those who don't. What is the crisis, Bob? My ex-wife loves him. Just when patient Bob Wiley was making progress. Dr. Marvin, you can help me. Dr. Leo Marvin was making other plans. As of this afternoon, I'm taking my family on vacation until Labor Day. But Leo's vacation... Dr. Marvin! ...is about to become... Oh my... Dr. Marvin! ...Bob's therapy. Oh, I really appreciate this. I do not see patients on vacation, ever. We just gotta figure out a way to work around your schedule. Two to four, three to five... Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I don't want any of you letting Bob into this house. He's a sweet guy. Could we invite Bob over for dinner? Would you like some more chicken, Bob? Mmm. Mmm. Mmm, hey, this is so scrumptious. Mmm. Will you stop that, please? Now, while Bob is getting better. Roses are red, violets are blue. I'm a schizophrenic. And so am I. <laughs> Leo is taking a turn for the worse. Oh, you're angry. No, I don't get angry. Well, you're upset. Relax, Leo. Take a vacation. I'm on vacation. Touchstone Pictures presents Bill Murray. Hello, I'm Bob. Would you knock me out, please? And Richard Dreyfus. Don't you understand? This man is crazy. In a totally insane comedy. You've turned a perfectly peaceful house into an insane asylum. Get out! Why'd you need to kick Bob out of the house? He's not gone. That's the whole point. He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? What about Bob? What are you doing with the rifle? Death therapy, Bob. It's a guaranteed cure. <laughs>